Attention everybody, this is a super important and exciting announcement. I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, also the host of this podcast, and you may or may not have heard me ever talk about our Revelation Wellness instructor training. As of today, you may have seen the email that came out to you, but we have announced it is of public knowledge now that for the first time ever in the history of this ministry since 2011, Platoon 25, our next class of instructor training, will occur completely online. From beginning to end, soup to nuts, you can become a fully certified Revelation Wellness instructor, getting out there and bringing this message of loving God, getting healthy, being whole, and loving others to others completely online. What this means is no coming away for the five-day retreat, no getting on airlines, planes, trains, and automobiles, packing, uh, freezing 15 meals in the freezer for your family, or getting time off of work. You can do this from beginning to end, totally online. It's crazy, I can't believe I'm saying this. To be honest with you, it's something I thought we would be doing, but in light of the season we are in, we are choosing here to believe that God is bringing us new opportunities and possibilities. Maybe we wouldn't have seen without this new time and season we are in. So this tells everyone, there are no excuses. If you've ever thought about becoming a Revelation Wellness instructor, we have made it accessible for you. Not to mention the cost has been lowered. Of course it has. So swipe up on the show notes, download a packet. If you've downloaded a packet, you need new information to find out what this looks like online. Still the most excellent training you will find out there to become a fitness professional, a fitness and wellness professional who is rooted in a faith of Christ. We know that apart from him, we can do nothing. We can throw lots of programs and ideas out there, but apart from this voice of God rising up inside of people, there is continuous seeking and searching and spending and wasting of time, energy, resources, and money. God is tapping these people on the shoulder and he's looking for you to carry the message out. Become a Revelation Wellness Instructor. There are now no excuses. None. None. This is your time to do it. I cannot wait to see you in Platoon 25. This is going to be a one of a kind. I don't know if we will ever do it again. Right now is an early bird pricing. So look into it and don't delay. Okay. By the way, classes start in August, late August. Seems like a lot of time, but it is going to fill up. And I don't know how big this is going to get. So just don't delay. That's all I have to say. Today, I have a teaching for you on the four common mistakes that people make when wanting to run or running or being a runner. This applies to everyone. If you just want to start moving your body, move better, but yet you find aches, pains, things show up that detour you and kind of distract you mentally and maybe even physically, you get a setback, listen to today's teaching. It will speak to you in more areas than just about running. All right. I can't wait to hear from you all. Be on the socials, share, tell everyone, and we look forward to this new season and being in it with you. God is ridding his people of fear because perfect love casts out fear and connection is where healing happens. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. 
Well, hello, Facebook friends and family. I call you family because we know there's a bunch of Revelation Wellness instructors back here around the world, around the globe, using fitness as a tool to spread the gospel, to remind people that when it feels like bad news, there's actually plenty, plenty of good news to go around. But we have to train our mind for that. If we train our mind for it, our body will get in alignment with it, alignment with it because our beliefs 100% affect our biology. It's called epigenetics. You can look into it. Psychoneuroimmunology, psychobiosocial. We're starting to understand more that it is so integrated. We cannot compartmentalize ourselves from ourselves or from one another. And your core place of being is your, is your faith. What are you putting hope in? What are you, what are you putting your devotion into? And that's what we do here at Revelation Wellness is we remind you that you are create, created by God, a loving and good God in a broken and fallen world. And it is returning and redeeming and restoring itself back to good. And we can come into partnership with that. Hi, as you're coming in. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Julie. So my name is Elisa Keaton and I'm the founder of this crazy train called Revelation Wellness. If you are an instructor, let us know. Let us know what platoon you graduated in. We call them platoons because love is war. It's true. There's a battle. There is a battle for which you have been born and there will be struggle against that, but we can battle well, stay well in mind and soul, not participate with fear, shame, or guilt, which is definitely a um, downfall for most, and I do it myself. Fear, shame, or guilt? Let me ask you that. Which one do you fall into? Fear, shame, guilt. Which one tends to break you apart and gets you thinking in the wrong direction? Fear. For me, it's fear. Anyways, side note there. I titled this Facebook Live today the three common or four common mistakes, four common mistakes that people make when learning to run. And I'm doing this in the light of the the season we are in, we released our Couch to 5K program. Do an old thing, a new way, everyone. Running, running a race. Let's try it again with a new mindset. I promise you, this is what's different. And you'll begin to realize, my gosh, I really do affect my reality. What I think and what I think about what I feel affects my reality. So we get to use this little thing called the goal of of running, or let me just say this, of completing three miles. Because a couch to 5K, although you might think in your mind that means I need to run three miles, actually means you're gonna move for three miles. Couch, if you are just getting off the couch, we gotta get you walking, walking. And you'll be invited into some moments where you'll put more effort into it. So let me just say that, because that's the first mistake. I'll jump right in. The first mistake that runners make, or people learning to run make, it's called the terrible twos in the runner world. They call it the terrible twos. Too much, too fast, too soon. People go and do too much, too fast, and too soon. Isn't that true? Remember I said, if you operate from fear, shame, or guilt, if you have fear and you are wanting to run a 5K because you are afraid of getting old and weak and fat, that's a motive, but it's not a good one. And it actually will lead you to the thinking of the terrible twos, trying to do too much, too fast, too soon, taking on too much responsibility. 
We want to go from a have to to a get to here. The first thing you can do to flip your body-mind connection around is see things more glass half empty. Not half full. Or is it half full? How does that always work? I always think about that. Glass half full. Half full? To me, they're both the same. They both seem awesome. Either way, I got half a glass. <laughs> half empty, half full. I still got half a glass, right? But it is a matter of how you view, view the perspective, what perspective you have of the circumstance. So for us, staying away from those terrible twos that you have to, and if you think you have to, then you will do too much, too fast, too soon, and find yourself quite disengaged and disenchanted by the attempt. So we renew our minds and go, listen, this is a get to. So going from a couch to a 5K, if that's really what you're doing, then you're just getting upright and you are gonna move on your feet for up to three miles. Now the, our program that we have created Listen, there's a lot of Couch to 5Ks out. There's a lot of different formulas you can look into and do. Um, we chose this one because of the amount of rest. We are very, very, very proponents, proponents of rest. You will only be able to work as well as you rest. Your day starts the night before. Everything comes from rest. Everything, that's the root system of wholeness of equanimity in your soul, it's that it is well. There is rest. So our program gives you equal amounts of rest, especially in the beginning. And we tell you, don't, don't neglect that. If you neglect the rest, then you are doing too much, too fast, too soon, and you are in a have-to mentality, and you're not thinking get to. So that's a first mistake that people make is too much, too fast, too soon. So uh, our program will give you step-by-steps each day. It'll say walk and run, like your first day is a five-minute walk, a two-minute run, and a five-minute walk. So here's the thing. That's for someone who is already on their feet walking. Well, then try a two-minute run. If you haven't been walking, if you haven't been moving, then you would do a five-minute saunter, walk, a two-minute walk with power. And I coach you through that in the actual program. So you'll hear my voice in your ears every day when you press play to keep you from doing too much, too fast, too soon. I will be, I'm happy to do that for you. Avoiding too much, too fast, too soon. Avoiding the terrible too. So that's the first mistake people make. So that's why we wrote this program to keep you out of that ditch. I'm so excited. I'm already hearing testimonies of people that are like, this is all different for me now. <laughs> I'm doing this very differently now, avoiding those terrible twos. Second mistake that people make, overstriding. Again, do you see it? Overstriding too much. <laughs> so what does overstriding mean? Overstriding means like you're trying to move with big a big gate. And what happens if we open our stride too big, let's pretend these are my my, my, my hands are my feet. If I open my stride too big, when I put my foot down, I'll be heel striking every time. If I reach that leg out and try to do a big stride, I'm heel striking and then pressing through, reaching again, putting the heel down, pulling through. And every time you strike the heel, although you might feel like you've got this big stride, it might feel fast, it actually doesn't translate because the energy transfer, every time you put down your heel, you are, those are your brakes. 
in running or walking. Now walking, you will heel strike in order to roll through the foot. They're very different. So runners tend to take their walking stride with them and then it doesn't work <laughs> because now you have to have more of a forward propulsion. You have to hit in the midfoot area. Now again, everyone's gait is different. Some people do not strike so midfoot. Some people really do strike more heel heavy. So honor what your body does, but don't be thinking that if you open your stride, that actually means you're going faster. It has been proven that a quicker turnover, if you do revving the word, I do this a lot with you, they're called speed drills. So to get you just to turn your feet over, even though it feels like you're going nowhere, that's actually more efficient in the long run than just doing these big long strides that eventually you're hitting with the heel and breaking. Not to mention, when the foot is out in front of you, your, your alignment, your core is behind you. If the foot strikes in front of you, the core, hits, the core is behind you. And so that impact into the, that lead leg, the heel to the knee, that kinetic chain, it has no support to shock absorb up into the core. You understand, your core is a shock absorber. It's like a spring. So if your legs are out in front of you, that just is hitting the joints. There's no shock absorbing of the core. So when we take smaller steps, quicker little turnovers, you, your core is over your center of gravity more so that when you strike and hit, the impact travels up your body, which it will, which by the way, you don't have to be afraid. It's actually that type of impact that does increases bone density. It does good work. It actually uh, osteoblasts. Little, little like Pac-Man in our bones, instead of eating at the bone, they begin to rebuild. And so bone density happens that way. So impact is not a bad thing if done well. So use your body as a shock absorber, give it tinier little feet, foot strokes or foot strikes, feet strikes, whatever. Turn it over a little faster and it'll feel weird at first. And I train this in the program. I talk to it a lot and you'll hear me in your ear telling you, okay, where are your feet hitting? We'll do cadence counts, little time tests to see where you're at. Uh, but when you do that, that's going to just feel foreign at the beginning. But in time, it's so efficient and it's almost like you're light on your feet. You're, you're floating above the, the ground more than trying to make these big, huge digging strokes. So overstriding is the second mistake that runners make. First one. The terrible twos, too much, too fast, too soon. That's why our program is going to pace you out. And I just want to go back again and say, if you are have not been moving your body, this is a couch to 5K. When it says to run, that just means for you, go a little bit more. Don't try the run if it's your body's not ready for it because it might feel like too much, too fast, too soon. Just start moving on your feet more. The third mistake people make when learning to run Second is overstriding. The, th the third is under breathing. I actually, think, I actually think this might be the bigger number one mistake. There are not many articles and written or coaches that teach to breath. You, if anyone's in the 5K, how many times do I talk about breath? Breathing, breathing. You have to breathe. You start with breath, you go with breath, you finish with breath. And in our program, you get a video that we talk about breath. You, you get back into your breath. You learn to belly breathe. You learn to open up the bottom third of your diaphragm, which is often closed down. 
If people live in a state of too, too much, too fast, too soon, I have to, you live up here and you breathe just in your face. And remember, the whole point of exercise is to circulate blood. You know that, right? The whole point of exercise is to circulate blood through your body, oxygenated blood through your body. And that's why people that have anxiety, depression, any type of mental um, health that where they feel challenged, exercise, I mean, doctors are going to be so happy that you exercise. I would say that before you start medications and other types of synthetic things, get your body moving. Get your body moving because as the blood flows, uh, the oxygen goes, and as the body moves, the brain grooves. It's a whole integrated health system that is built into you that needs to be tapped into. So when you go, you've got to go with breath. Everyone, let's breathe right now. Inhale through your nose. Exhale. Inhale again through your nose and try to expand your belly and not lift your shoulders. Exhale. You hear that? It's this kind of compression breathing. That type of breathing will mean that you will engage your core. Resistance breathing is another way it's, it's called. We talk about that in the, in the program as we're going every day, breathing, learning to breathe from your core, <coughs> coughing and breathing. It's this, this stuff right here. This is the bigger thing. More than, remember, everything else I've talked about, too much, too fast, too soon, that has to do with your mental way you approach. Taking too big of strides, that has to do with how you physically approach. Under breathing, not breathing, has everything to do with your history of where you're coming from. You have to be reminded and taught to breathe again. It seems so dumb. It's weird as fitness instructors, we tell you guys to breathe. And when we say that, you might be like, I'm already breathing. What's the deal? No, you're probably not optimizing the breath. So learning to breathe. When you run, you will breathe through your mouth. So don't think that you're just going to breathe through your nose. When you run, because you're pushing a lot of blood and the oxygen moving, it's okay to breathe through the mouth. But try and take some through the nose as well. Try and take some through the nose. Side note, if you have sinus issues, you feel like you don't breathe, anyone here feel like they can't, they're um, stuffed up a lot. Uh, I, I'm one. Sinuses are definitely something. I used to battle sinus infections all the time. Uh, just I, It helped me and perhaps it'll help you. Um, saline washes, starting to um, flush the nasal passages. I do it. I try to do it once a day. I saw an ENT a while back. I thought maybe that I had polyps, something that was obstructing my breathing. It's just like, why do I have another sinus infection? And um, he just said, there's nothing wrong with rinsing every day. Just rinse every day. And I started doing that. And one, I breathe better. So I don't just mouth breathe, breathing through the nose at rest. And two, no more sinus infections, no more like allergies went away. A lot of our allergies come from pollen that just is stuck in the nasal passages. It's just stuck there. So you wonder why your eyes itch, it's just stuck. So when you wash your face, wash your nose out, that helps breathing. That was a, that was a bonus. I wasn't planning on going there, but I know for some people like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe through my nose. And so then you're, you're breathing only through your mouth and you're right here in your breathing. When you breathe through your nose, it actually forces you to have to, it's, it, when you inhale, your heart rate increases. 
it's a little bit more work. That's why expand your belly. Expand your belly to try and get more air, okay? So breathing, not breathing. People don't learn to just slow down and breathe. But if we have the mindset of not being under a have to uh, be too fast, too much, too soon, if we got that, then we will already make space for our body to breathe. So many runners, and this is the fourth mistake, the fourth common mistake that people make. And this one is not commonly known, but I will tell you this and I will put my life on this one. They run from the race. They actually are not running a race. They're running from the race. And what is the race? The race of their life. The race of faith. 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Faith. God is looking to encounter you in all places. He'll go down every road. For those of you, if it's your body, you're prone to obsess or neglect it. You're prone to like never feel satisfied in it. I am here to tell you God is standing right here saying, run to me. Stop running from the race of your life. And this is a true story. My, my husband was an atheist for 10 years. Long story. And during that time of 10 years, while I was running the race of faith, and he was not, he was running from the race of faith, uh, a hobby that he picked up was, the iron, was an Iron Man. And just doing more, because it goes back to more being better and not just better being better. When we are running from the race of faith, we will always make it about something else. We will always think that the next thing will do it. This will satisfy me. Now this will satisfy me. So my husband turned to long distance running and triathlons and Ironmans. And it was like watching, watching slowly a man wither away, like in the sense of just running, running from God, running from faith, running from the race. Because everyone, faith. Everything is built on it. You can't get around it. Everything. The reason you are here right now, the reason you can sit in your chair or drive your car is because you have faith. You have faith that the other people are not going to drive on the other side of the road. You have faith that the chair will support you. You have faith. Everything is built on faith. We tend to poo-poo it because why? It's unseen. I can't describe it. I can't measure it. Everything seen has come from the unseen. Everything that is substance started with the seed of faith. Everything. So when you understand that that is the race of your life, it's your faith, that you would know the God who created you. And I would encourage you, check out all the faith systems of the world. Check them all out. Do your research. Look into it. Because here's the beautiful thing. Faith in Christ says, I cannot save myself. It's the only faith religion, the only faith that sends us a savior. Jesus comes in the flesh, puts on flesh and dwells among us, takes on sufferings just like us. He's acquainted with it. So we're not removed from God. God comes to us. The only faith system in the world, all the other faith systems have great teachings, good stuff to like ascend and get better at. But we ultimately have to remember we are saved by grace. There's nothing that we can do. And then when you know you're saved by grace, everything is a get-to. Everything. Everything becomes a get-to. Running a race, 
cooking dinner, doing laundry, going to work, dealing with nasty co-workers. Everything becomes a gift of grace. You flip your lens from the glass being negatively half full to optimistically half full. You begin to flip. You flip things. You don't see things like you once did. That's why for us, our couch took 5K. We're like, hey, let's do an old thing, running a race a new way. Let's do it by faith. Let's get up and walk by faith. Let's make this whole thing about running that race of faith, of fighting the good fight. And I feel compelled to say for some people, religion has turned you off. And you know what? Me too. We're not talking religion. Religion is steps and rules. Religion are the other faith systems that say you do this and you ascend. If you do this, you belong. If you do this, you're doing it right. Where here we go, you know what? Do whatever you got to do to have a heart more like Christ. Look more Christ-like. And this is the Christ who says, I didn't come to be served, but serve. That a seed goes in the ground and dies. And unless it does that, it doesn't bear fruit. So there is a definite our own personal carry the cross and the crucifixion to ourself. And listen, ourself is just the ego that gets in the way and then bullies you to the too much, too fast, too soon, terrible twos that you have to. That's all our flesh will ever do. Our flesh will put that on other people too. They are not doing what you need them to do. Whatever it is, topsy-turvy world. Read all you can about Christ and you will find out he is rad. He's amazing. He's, he, he'll turn your world upside down. Then you live inside out. You don't live for a race. You don't run in a race. You run the race of faith. Faith is unseen. And it's actually the thing that will be eternal. It's the thing that lasts. This world, your body, your job, your home, everything is transient. That's what's so sad to run the wrong race or to run from the race of faith, which is this investment in the things you cannot see, but you know and long for to be true. A love that never ends, a beauty that never fades, a body that doesn't ache, a world where there's no pain and sorrow. And that is good. We should desire that. The problem is that when we harden our hearts because the world feels too painful and sorrowful, that's when we turn to fitness, food, drugs, alcohol, shopping, whatever else to try and soothe the ache. And then we just live life pretty much filled with lots of regrets and mistakes. You will never regret choosing faith, which is patient and kind. Love is patient and kind. God is love. God is faith. Patient and kind. So run a race that's the right race and don't make the mistake. And if you start there, we know that that's why if you start there with running the right race, running in the race, not from the race, being in it, that everything else will work itself out. That even if you get injured, you'll know, you know what? I'm going to heal, and I'm going to learn from this. What did I do? Oh, I got a little aggressive. I, I started to overtrain. I didn't rest. I didn't pay attention to my body. I was trying to run from my body. I was trying to be disconnected from myself, from others, and ultimately that's a reflection of being disconnected from God. 
I am only as disconnected to others as I am from God. And I know that. My marriage will start to be like a little distant. My gosh, I am not connecting as well as God to God as I once was because my relationships on the horizontal plane, side to side, my peer relationships are suffering. So seek first the kingdom. All right. I would love to pray for all of you who are one. Purchase the 5K. You're in it. Hey, it's, it's, the link is above. It's always on the website. I would encourage anyone. And this goes out for runners, people that already run. You consider yourself, I'm a great runner. Yeah, I love God. Hey, well, then listen to the podcast or listen to the program. Um, reset yourself so that you're not getting lost in running the wrong race. But, you know, we can easily take a turn and not even know it until we search our hearts and check it just to make sure we're doing, we're doing, a, we're doing okay, which I, I pray you are. I pray that you are so in touch with your own well-being and you are present to yourself, mindful enough to be like, you know where you are. You can drop the pin on, your, on yourself. Okay, so I'm going to pray for everyone who is either getting off the couch, those that are already off the couch, and that we would stay free in this to run the right race. So God, thank you so much. I thank you for this, uh, this platform. I thank you for Facebook Live. I thank you for our bodies that move and breath that fills our lungs and blood that moves through our veins, God. Thank you that you are renewing us every day. And now, God, I pray for those that are wanting to do something new, God, that they would approach it a new way. I pray for health in their bones, their minds, their bodies. God, use this platform of a 5K or a completion, a 10-week journey, God, to bring people alive in body, soul, and spirit, God. We thank you so much that you are endurance and you are the gift of grace. Change our hearts to look like yours. No fear. There is no fear in love, God. Come and love the hell out of us, the fear out of us, the shame out of us, the guilt out of us, and set us free to run the race of faith. And may we grab others and encourage them and give them strength from this that we have gained. In Jesus' name, amen.